Hello, welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, we are talking about the importance of connecting to your clients so that you can have the freedom as a designer. Hi guys, welcome back. We are so excited that you guys are following along. Thank you so much for all the comments and the likes. We really appreciate it. And we are excited to dig into this week's episode. It is all about connection. (laughs) And I've kind of left Nadia in the dark about this because as um, a coach, as a design coach, and as someone that my whole life mission is now to make designers better, more efficient, more effective, more successful. And I think it's an area that um, I want to work with Nadia on. So I think it's a really good topic. That's why she kept saying, well, where's my... On connection? I thought that'd be like confidence. No, no, you have plenty of confidence. It's it's a connection. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I used to actually even write down, I had the five C's, right? And connection was one of the top three. It's so important. And it's made the difference in my whole career. I mean, that's what has let me get jobs when other people fail you know the client i've talked about that turned down two other designers and then hired me and it was because i connected with the client and i'll give you guys some examples and uh, tell you a couple stories and um but also some some training because i i want you to see how important it is that you can use connection to increase your not just your profits but the freedom as a designer and I can't say it enough. You've really got to understand that this industry is personal. Mm-hmm. You know, you've, you've asked someone that's just met you, or maybe they've just seen your Facebook posts or they've seen you on Instagram and they don't know who you are. They're trying to figure out who you are. They're trying to see if this is someone I can trust, if this is someone that will not just do a beautiful room, but will do a beautiful room for them. And that's something that I realized at a very early stage in my um, design career that people would say um, that they really connected with me. They said, oh, we have the exact same taste. (laughs) We have the exact same style, which is not true at all. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Not true at all. But it's because I learned to connect with them. And maybe it was because at the beginning, A, I like to talk. B, I you know, never met a stranger. I like to talk to people and learn about their lives and ask them questions. I used to think I was just nosy, but now I just really like to learn about people and what makes them tick and whether it's a designer or not. But I was also really approachable. I was more laid back. Um, I think I was too nervous to make a mistake or and I really wanted to please people. I'm a, a big people pleaser. And so I spent a lot of time bonding and becoming friends with my clients. That relationship that I built with my clients is what gave them really peace of mind to work with me and to trust my designs. And I started realizing, um, you know, I'd have big projects and, and maybe we were starting with just the first room, but very high end, high dollar, a big budget. And, you know, it was on average about $30,000 a room for her budget, which was great, right? especially when they'd already bought two sofas. So I was just doing a dining room and, you know, a table, some things like that. And the first one, she was really controlling and she wanted to second guess everything that I picked and she wanted to have a say in everything. And I just kept 
kind of hanging back and giving her what she wanted, but also uh, asserting my professionalism when it was appropriate. If I saw her making a mistake, I would say, you know, let's back up a little. Let's take a look at your original goal, your original plan. I really think this is the smarter way to go. And, and I'd show her why. And because we had that rapport and that connection, by the time we got to do the next four rooms in her house, when I did her bedroom, she didn't even see the fabrics. She was like, go do it. <laughs> and it was, that was $35,000 worth of bedding and window treatments. And she didn't even check the fabrics. I mean, I showed her maybe a couple of the key pieces, but she trusted me so much. Um, this is also a client that has called me since I've moved back to Washington state. She called me three years later and said she bought a new house. She still wants my help. Is there any way I could do it long distance? But it's because of that connection. She doesn't trust anyone else. And that's what gave me the freedom. I didn't have any control over the first room, but I, I was very aware of what she wanted and her personality and that she wanted some control. And so I just kept working with her um, and listening, but also establishing that I was a professional. It wasn't like she was gonna walk all over me or do something ugly that, you know, it's her house, but I, I still, <laughs> you have some ethics and not letting someone have a horrible, horrible design. So that connection is what saved it. And I started realizing if I could do the first room and gain their trust, then that's what really allowed me to have more freedom. And that's what we want as designers. We don't get into this business just to be pleasers. We're not personal shoppers. We want to design beautiful rooms. This was the way that I found to get into it. So Nadia had a great example. And it's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to her about it mm. is you have been connecting to clients lately, certain clients, but there's also some clients that, that you're missing. They're not coming oh. back. They're not returning your calls. They're not asking for you when they come in. It's because you haven't connected with them, mm -hmm. but the people that you've connected with. So you were telling me earlier that you're very happy. You have freedom now with one of your mm -hmm. clients. Yeah, a perfect example of that is a client that I had worked on a master bedroom and we had connected about a, like a meeting or, meeting or two in and we just started talking about like faith and family and just like so many different topics that we had a meeting for um, to pick out some items that we ended up talking for two hours on the sofa about everything. So yeah, she's so amazing and it kind of happened. So we did the bedroom and we were talking about discussing the doing the basement and at that point they had already went to a different store and sat on some things and so i was like that's okay it's you know at least i got the bedroom and it was beautiful and i was so excited but then after we completed the bedroom she was so blown away the, the kids i never had seen kids just you know 10 11 12 so interested in some and like in design it was so cute i was shocked and then she was like oh my god i love this so much that i'm returning everything that's coming from the store I want like, I'm not the even opening the boxes. Store. Yes. Not the other store. store. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I, I'm not even opening the boxes until Nadia gets here. And then, yeah, which was, I was blown away. And so in that, with that trust and connection, I was able to do so many different things that she would have never guessed or wanted to, mm -hmm. even though she loves it. She's like, I would have never thought of doing wallpaper. And it was this like shiny kind of metallic wallpaper. And I was a little <laughs> reserved about, but it ended up being really subtle and perfect or just a cowhide rug. Um, just th these stunning, stunning lighting with like leather and brass and black. 
and even window treatments. After I did her window treatments, and I was not that big a fan of window treatments at the beginning, but after working with Chelsea, it's growing on me. And she was like, okay, I now understand why people do them because it just softened and elevated the room so much Mm -hmm. that she ended up just letting me pick the downstairs. And essentially I got to pick whatever I want. So now we're working on her kid's room, the girl's loft, the bed, um, the other living room. And she just says, I trust your judgment, whatever you want, you go for it. And it's just, it's like, wow, because that trust that, you know, spanned over some couple like, um, meetings is just it's really fulfilling and it makes you have more confidence also in yourself and understand that and i was discussing this with the designers today and like we really do have a talent and when i come in and sometimes okay i sometimes can be a little judgmental i'm working on it but i just, <laughs> just notice <a> <laughs> everything i analyze everything details that no one notices i walk in and i just i see it even the little details like i want personally from my home that my husband doesn't notice or care about, but it's the little knob, the little tray, the specific things, but in the overall vision is just like, that makes sense. And even her husband was like, it, it's like, it's like what Nadia says. He's like, you didn't know you needed it or that like overall feeling until Nadia came in and did it. And now it's like perfect. And I was like, uh-huh. oh my gosh, that was so sweet. I almost cried. And it's because of you. Yeah. It isn't just a designer. They keep talking about Nadia. And there's a great word, which we haven't quite officially trademarked yet. Yes. But we'll put it out as soon as we get the legal, <laughs> legal work done because it's phenomenal. But it is about that. connection. And so your other clients, you've been, I mean, you did another install today and mm-hmm. she trusted you on the fabric. They were very expensive um, head dining chairs for her dining table, but beautiful, gorgeous, this cut velvet on a linen. It was just beautiful. And she trusted you, yeah. but you you had to really tap in. There was a there's a difference, right, between that relationship with her and other clients who've come in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's definitely some clients I've had a really hard time connecting with, but I've also learned that no matter what, even though sometimes I can come off a serene, I'm very like down to earth and simple. So I always find something to connect with, whether it's with kids I'll kind of throw in or whether it's like faith or just design style or food or even try to sneak in orange theory somehow like Anything. in there. Yeah. And after that, I, you could just see people soften. But there's still those difficult cases that people are just people at the end of the day and that no matter how much I've tried and you know what I'm talking about, you know, and then there's another couple that I'm, I'm softening up to, but they still make me a little nervous. Well, see, and that's the thing. They make you nervous. But f- I keep telling her, be more of the the person that she's around us, right? Her real self. And I think she has this idea, I'm sorry to talk oh, that, about you right in front I love of it. you. I'm just kidding. That's fine. I love. But again, you guys know that I hired her when she had no official professional design background. She B&B. hadn't gone to school, even though I thought she had, but that was my <laughs> bad memory. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but there, there was something about her, right? And I loved the way she was around me oh, and around the other designers and you, you connected with us and she's so laid back and loud and, and very opinionated, but we love her. Half the time she'll drive us crazy because she's like, oh my gosh, look at this, it's luxurious. Oh my gosh, you gotta have this. Everything's so dramatic and everything's so over the top and it's, it's just beautiful, and, which is funny because, you know, we've been designing so long. It's like, yeah, it's a lamp, but... <laughs> But I love that enthusiasm. But I don't see her doing that with the clients all the time. I see you going out and it's almost what you think a designer should be. It's it's a very, um, almost so professional and very stoic and very soft-spoken. And that's not you. And I think more people would trust you and connect with you if you show them the side of you that we see. 
that you can joke around. You can take a joke. You can dish it, but you can take it, mm-hmm. right? You, you, can, you can be honest with you. But if they feel that you're holding something back or being too nice to them or being soft-spoken and not speaking up if they're doing something wrong, I always tell people, I'm going to let you do whatever you want. And it's your house. You can have a look however you want and I'll make it beautiful, but I'm not going to let you make mistakes. I won't let you do something that's just, trust me, you're going to regret it. You're going to hate me. I'll stop you at that point. But they feel that um, integrity and sincerity and it really connects. That's why money doesn't become an object with clients. Usually if they're hiring a designer, they have an amount of money to spend. They have a you know pretty decent amount that they've saved um, they've put away for, or now it's the time they want to buy, I always say grown up furniture and they don't want to make a mistake. The worst thing they could do is they saved up all this money and they buy something that falls apart or someone's just being super nice and saying, yeah, it looks great. But as a designer, they think it's ugly and they're so afraid of that, that you've got to break down those walls. And just be yourself. Yeah, that's great. And I think that one of the things that really um, makes me pause in my approach with some clients is that I'm very cautious and respectful of the aspect of money. I have no problem ever saying, okay, so what's my budget? Because I can give you great and the best and then I can give you um, second to best. And I never have a problem asking for money. My problem is that I feel like I might be asking for too much or something I show, which is stunning and they love, but it's a little bit more expensive. So I'm always a little cautious in terms of also being respectful of their style, that I'm not just coming in. And that's why I'm a little bit more reserved or with specific clients or some of them can be a little bit snobby or if something doesn't look great and it's like unsolicited advice that I know that they might not accept. So I'll just kind of keep quiet or say, yeah, I mean, that looks great. We can incorporate that in something else. I can say, okay, we can work around it or possibly find something different. But, but again, it's a perception. Yeah. How many people do you really think when they're in here, when you go into a store, right? Especially a store that I had someone just this week say that she was intimidated the first time she came into our store, which is so crazy to me. Um, she assumed everything would be over her budget. She assumed that we were too fancy pants for her, which is yeah, crazy. But until you've gotten to know someone, they're going to be different, right? When they walk into a nice store that they think is posh, vice, they're walking into Target, right? They're going to have a different attitude. They're going to have a different posture. They're good. Here, they already have a guard up because they think someone's going to tell me something. Someone's going to try to get me to do something. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. They come in with that. So they're not snobby. It's your perception of it. But they're scared. But if you, every person that comes into this store, if you met them at, you know, an outdoor bar these days, after COVID, <laughs> but you're sitting around just talking, they would be completely different. You'd get a different viewpoint of them. You just have to remember that everyone is that person. How many, there's very few people that are truly snobby, truly snobby, very few people, but you've got to get down to that natural person. You've got to get down. And, and here's a perfect example. So in talking about money, again, you, you buy with people that you trust, right? You, you buy with people that you, you're going to give more money to someone that you trust. You're willing to uh, entrust them with your investment. It's essentially what high-end furniture and design mm-hmm. is. So if you have that connection with them, you're able to have really honest conversations. And I've got a million different catchphrases or things that I say about, um, you know, it's, it's 
we'll, we'll talk about a budget, but it's my job to also tell you if your budget's realistic or not. So when you've connected with someone, you can have those, it's hard to talk about money with anyone. We're not, we're trained. We're not supposed to talk about money. That's rude or, or prying, but again, you can't design without a budget. It's too hard. You'll design a hundred thousand dollar room and they've got 10. You'll you'll end up working 10 times harder (laughs) to get back to where you're supposed to be. So talking with money is really important. Well, who are you going to talk about money with? You have to have a connection. You have to be comfortable and feel like your friends, right? You have to be able to, to be relaxed and to trust this person whether they're not going to take all your money and run with it. They're not taking your credit card and going on a shopping spree. They're not going to force you to buy super expensive stuff that you don't need. So there's all these misconceptions about it. But if you don't, if you connect with the client at the beginning and the first second they walk in our store or that you meet them or you talk to them on the phone and, and get them to just relax a little, you know, talk about something goofy, talk about, um, Gosh, I mean, I'll usually pick out something they're wearing or, you know, even if the guy was in here today and he had on a golf hat, I'm like, oh, looks like you're not at the links, you know, just little, little stuff. And it's, it's this first step in connecting. Also with the money side of it, if you have a good connection with them, when it comes down to presentations and, you know, I always teach, I present one design. They didn't come to me again as a personal shopper. I'm not here to pick out 20 things and say, which one do you like? They came to me as a designer. So of course I always have back pocket options, but I present the best design because that's what they've hired me for. The best design I can come up with. I've connected with them. I've thought of them. I've looked at their budget, their style, their taste, their needs. And I've designed something that I know they're going to love because I've really connected with them. You get down to the end. And there's also a saying that people will always spend more than they had planned on spending. I think we can all relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, If I get to a piece that I know they're going to love, it will make the room. It's something that maybe they've been looking for or they hadn't thought of again, but it's the perfect piece, but it throws us out of budget. I, I have a relationship where I can say, and I I usually say, um, now I have something I found. Don't hate me. (laughs) You're going to love it, but we have a budget and I have a great design that'll fit in the budget, but I did find this one thing. It's going to put us a little over budget. I'm not going to show it to you unless you give me permission, but do you want to see it? That's a really casual, that's a friend conversation. That's not a you know, you don't walk in to buy a diamond from someone and they're talking to you that way. This is someone that you have to have that rapport with. And it allows you to show them this perfect thing. And nine times out of 10, of course they love it. Of course they can spend a little bit more. Once they realize you've thought of them, you've, you've had them in, in mind when you've designed and how special it was that you, you went above and beyond to find something, but you were respectful of the budget. See, all of that's about connection. It's so important. And that's what allows you to go do room after room. And then their summer house and, you know, they spread your name to their friends. And usually if I do one person's house, I'm doing their mother's house and their cousin's house and their best friend's house. But it's all because of that connection. So it, it took me a while to get to where I realized that's what I was doing. Like, I'm just me, right? And I try to be all fancy pants and <laughs> professional. Nadia always wants me to be much more elegant. And, um, and I try and I like that look, but it's just not me. And I want you guys, as much as I want my design clients to connect to me, I want 
listeners. I want coaching clients. I want designers to connect with me and realize I'm just a normal person that during COVID has worn 90% of the time my sweats, no bra, no Yeah, makeup. I don't even wear a bra on Mondays, just a t-shirt. But that's who I am. And if I can make it, you can make it. I've I've had such a great life as a designer and I've learned so much, but it's all these little things that I've just remembered. So connection might seem like, you know, big deal. I don't get it. What's the point? But it's so important in being successful. Yeah. I think there's also one, I, we might have, I might have talked about it in one of the previous um, episodes, but it was about a client that, yes, we had a lot of mistakes, but we had such an amazing connection over Mm -hmm. so many meetings and interactions. We've had insane amounts of hardships on this project, but the way we handled it with her, even though it was very, very difficult for you and I, it it was, it actually ended up being a lot um, more pleasant to get through because we had a great connection. Mm -hmm. And then when I had a difficulty with a client that I had not built a strong connection with, that's where I was so stressed out. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, oh my goodness, this is the difference between having a connection where I'm so sorry, it's not my fault. The contractor screwed up or this happened or this is wrong. But here I'm doing like, I'm going through A to Z to fix it. And she was always so understanding kind of looking back. And then when you have clients that you don't have a connection with, because inevitably sometimes it does happen and obviously I'm working on it, but it really made the situation different. And looking mm-hmm. back, I'm like, hey, I'm so grateful. I cannot imagine going through that job if we didn't have a connection. It would probably be lawsuits and just <laughs> tears. Like oh my gosh. Well, yeah, no, she was, there yeah. was a lot of miscommunication. But, you know, that's all part of it. This yeah. job is so personal. Again, you're in someone's home and there's a million different moving parts and things are going to go wrong. I mean, tell your clients up front, things are going to go wrong. There's no way they can't but we're just going to address everything. When it comes in, we're going to find a solution and and solve it. There isn't anything we can't overcome. So again, it's having those really personal conversations with people. You also, I mean, you have to know about their spouse. You have to know about their kids. You have to know about their dog. You have to know if they're going to have their parents come live with them next year. There's so much that goes into really designing a space for someone well that if you don't have the relationship where they're, they'll talk to you and tell you the truth you're never going to make it such a connection that you give them well i guess they will obviously give them the personal phone number but for us it's different working here in the showroom we don't really yeah. give out our personal phone number but once you really make that connection you do so that's yeah, also exactly. a step well they also you have a good connection they know not to call you after eight o'clock or not to call you on the days you're closed you know again it's respect it's it's really comes down to they respect you more when they know you as a person and so think about that as you're starting your design business, when you're um, doing your marketing, put out videos like I do, where you're just talking. Let people see your personality along with your taste. Let them know that you're not scary. You're not some pretentious, you know, stuck up snob that's going to come in and critique everything in their house. <laughs> Nadia's rolling her eyes. <laughs> but you know, you, you come off as that and you talk that. But, but that's then I'm not really you. sweet and nice. She's the nicest, most giving person. Thanks. But you never know. It. I just like really nice, expensive things. I so I come do. off in a way, but and not everyone else does. Yeah. And not everyone likes glam. And but the projects that you do that they're not that style, you do a great job and the clients love you. So I want you to, it's a new goal. The next, you know, five clients you talk to, see if you can find out one personal thing about them. Learn something from every customer, the next five customers that you've talked to, 
see if you can break down the walls, get them to chat about something, get them to connect with you about something, find something in common or compliment them, but find out something personal. If not, I'll about Google them. it. I'll find, oh, I'll find them. I'll find them on social media. <laughs> no, I want you to really start connecting with people and letting them see you. You, you know, there's a big difference. I'm just so boisterous. It's, it's for office talk, not no, not no. And I and I want our store to be filled with laughter and fun because again, it puts people at ease. We're not some, you know. Think about the stores you go into that you're you're afraid to touch anything or you know you feel like you have to whisper. <laughs> I do oh, not no. have that store. I don't want that kind of business. And you know, I get to be more relaxed. When I work, for some reason, when I do installs, I like to have my shoes off. It's just a thing. And um, you can't go barefoot in someone's house if you don't have a good connection with them. So, Oh, I take off my shoes because I feel disrespectful with my shoes on. Well, I, I mean like barefoot. Shoes. I like to oh, just oh. sort of, I'm up and down a ladder. I'm doing, I just, I don't know. It's a thing. Um, but again, you, you've got to get to the place where you can be honest with someone or say, <laughs> you know, you can say, hey, I forgot something back at the store. I've got to go back and get it. If you if you don't have that kind of relationship, you can't do that. Yeah. So connection, yeah. key. So here's more of our C's, right? We got confidence, connection, commitment, commitment. There's a theme. Okay, next one. Chelsea. Yeah. Oh, because it's Chelsea Coriel. The C's. Yeah. There we go. All uh, right, guys, you're one step closer to being a successful interior designer. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and getting to know me a little more. I <laughs> <Yeah>. guess <laughs> we'll see you next week. And happy designing, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcasts and Spotify, and soon you will find us on YouTube where we will upload podcast videos. So stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and house at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com.